This is Off the Dome, Season Verbal Fellatio, on love, spirituality, and everything in between. This is my home of unfiltered musings from a girl that's always Brooklyn, Caribbean-rooted, sarcasm-driven, intellectually and spiritually guided. Step inside my casually unfiltered world, and let's get into the things. Hey there, Off the Dome fam. I'm back. So this is as close to a spoiler alert as you're going to get for this episode. If you haven't yet listened to episode 7, do me a solid. Exit this one. Go listen to that one first. This one doesn't really work as a standalone. Not to mention, there's a fair amount of tea in that last one. And yes, I'm aware that it's longer than my usual ones. But there is always a method to my madness. Yes, this is me pausing. Waiting to make sure that some of you who need to go back have actually gone back. (laughs) All right, people, buckle up. Ready? Bet. So we're back to March 2020. In fact, let me get more specific with dates and timelines because you'll notice that it'll matter. So, March 7th, 2020. Got let go. Or severed as in severance or whatever you want to call it. And I am literally skipping down the street because it could not have been better timing. If you remember, I was planning to quit anyway. So this, this worked out even better. At this time, COVID was steadily becoming more and more of a concern. And I can be honest and say that at that time, in early March of 2020, I still thought of it as an overgrown flu that people were blowing out of proportion. I had a pop-up restaurant event that was scheduled for like two weeks later. And I could not have been more excited about it because... It was the first pop-up where I was a thousand percent ready and I had some big names coming to it. And I just knew that this was going to be the thing that catapulted me to the next level. So I threw everything into getting ready for it. I had a new liquor sponsor. I was ordering supplies, talking to my staff, getting ready to draw up 1099 contractual agreements with them to bring them on board. (laughs) March 16th, 2020, one of my guests emailed me and asked if we thought that we were going to like have to cancel or reschedule Saturday's event because, well, the COVID crisis. Now, in the back of my mind, I was already beginning to kind of have like these misgivings and really have to think about this because the news was getting grimmer and grimmer, but I had hope, you know, Sagittarius Sun, remember? So my response was that at that moment, I wasn't, but that I would update as needed. And right after I sent that email, my baby, my teenage baby girl, she comes bounding down the stairs and she announced that they were closing school. Her and her little friends were just too, too excited to all kiki and whatever have you, because at the moment they thought it was for a couple of weeks. So, ooh, mini vacay for them. 
but I started to get a little nervous because the New York City school system is notorious for not closing unless the actual apocalypse is coming. I grew up in it. I worked in it for five years. And, you know, while they'd gotten a little more loose with it, it still was not common for it to close like that. Hell, I distinctly remember during the blizzard in 96, they closed for a total of a day and a half. And there was a literal 16 inches of snow outside. Little did I know. That night I had a dream. And to this day, I don't remember what the dream entailed. But I knew I was going to have to reschedule the event. So the next morning, I got up and I sent out the email that effectively ended my budding pop-up restaurant career. I just didn't know it at the time. In light of the continuing COVID-19 crisis, we are going to postpone Saturday's event. March 20th, 2020. The then Governor Cuomo effectively shuttered all non-essential businesses in New York amidst the COVID-19 crisis and issued a mass mandate. Now I'm like, yo, listen, are we sure we're not dragging this a mass mandate to go to the store? For real? <sighs> Boy, little did I know. March 24th, 2020. I'm on Facebook. I happened to see a post that one of my closest friends is in the hospital in the hospital what the we were just messaging he's battling covid it doesn't look good now now i'm getting scared i've known this man since i was 15 years old this is the man who, who put me onto the food network who reminded me how much i love to cook wait 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 a minute now please don't take my friend look god listen i will put on the mask these are real-time things that I said. And so every night I prayed and I prayed and I had dreams, dreams that I have never shared that I don't even think I told him about. But my mantra for a month straight was, God, please don't take my friend. Please. It's still hard to talk about it sometimes. And... A month later, when he awoke from the coma he was in, yes, a whole ass coma, and wound up on multiple news outlets, it took everything in me not to go to war in the comment section, Lord, and end up blocked on Facebook. Because let me tell you, people in the comments are some of the most ignorant, clout-chasing mofos I've ever seen in my life. And they will never say that hot shit to your face, but they could catch me outside, I promise. Sorry, I'm I'm back, y'all. I'm focused. The Gladys and the Veronica and the Brooklyn rose up in me for a hot second. I told you, always a Brooklyn girl. But just in case <laughs> anyone had thought COVID was a fluke or a grand conspiracy, spoiler alert, it so wasn't. My friend was blessed, blessed in a way that many others were not as lucky, another friend of mine included. She was posting and joking about having COVID. And I'll never forget the last thing she posted was about being so delirious from being sick that she cleaned the same chair twice. My friend was a true clown. Four days later, I see a post from her cousin. I love you. I can't believe you're gone, Boombie. Wait a minute. What you mean she gone? Where'd she go? 
This half was just posting about clean, cleaning the, da the damn chair twice. What? Gone where? So imagine, if you will, being about two months unemployed, or rather, as I, I correct myself, officially full-time self-employed and unable to make any money because all of the things and places that you would have done events to generate revenue and income are closed for the foreseeable future. One friend is literally learning to walk again after having COVID. The other friend passes away from COVID. There is a hospital on a ship in your backyard because every single hospital bed in the New York City metro area is currently occupied. Your nurse friends are talking about wearing garbage bags and towels as personal protective equipment. Your brother, the doctor, and his wife, also a doctor, are going to work in eight layers of clothing and literally having to decontaminate themselves on the front porch of their home by stripping to their underwear so as not to infect their infant baby boy and subsequently themselves. And you are just at home. Freaked out. Not even sure what you could do to help. You know, I just want to pause my reverie for a second to insert this. So I am a firm believer that we have not done enough at all to address the subsequent trauma that we as a country endured because of the pandemic. And I have been saying this now for years. I mean, like genuinely address. Think about it. To this day, if someone coughs, every single person looks up like, yo, you better not have COVID. That is a trauma response. I'm not going to go off a deep end about it because like, that's not what we're here for. That's not what we're talking about. But I'm just saying we don't. Anyway, so I started making candles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that was random. Y'all know I'm random, right? But I was really thinking about what I could do to generate income to keep my mind off of the potential end of the world, you know, the apocalypse that I didn't realize was coming, and to help others who were also trying not to freak out. So I started making these wellness candles and I threw up them up on my website and I made a special candle that I was donating the proceeds of to various charities. And it was something, right? May 26, 2020. It was the day that the world stood still. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. I got up, went to meditate as usual. I went downstairs to make candles. My daughter was going to help me. I think she was like playing with the hot wax more, but you know, whatever. And I was going to get ready to get some lessons together for my nonprofit that I was also in the process of revamping. Suddenly there's a special report. A video goes viral about a cop that put his knee on a black man's neck that he was attempting to arrest. And the knee stays there for over eight minutes. And the entire world watches this man die on camera. I preface this next part with a few caveats. You see, because I'm of the Rodney King age, right? So this is the age where I've seen black men assaulted on camera from Rodney on. And within these senseless, heinous acts is the physical and mental exhaustion of knowing with absolute certainty that the perpetrator is going to get off because they always do. So I have been innately exhausted for over 30 years and is, is a large majority of black America. And yet and still, nothing prepared me for that George Floyd video. Nothing. 
In fact, I walked away after the thir- first 30 seconds because I just went to go and cook. So the other part about cooking for me, right, was that it was therapeutic. Eating was comforting as well, but in a different way. And that in and of itself is an episode completely on its own. So feel free to pin that. You know the Kimmy board, just throw them up there. But cooking allowed me to create in a way that highlighted diversity in the dishes and creativity in the execution. I used to be able to just like zone out and come up with anything and everything. And much like a fiction novelist puts pen to paper to create magic, I did the same thing with a chef's knife and spices. My dishes can be like paintings. They can be therapeutic. But that meal, that meal that I made that day on May 26th might have been the worst meal I ever made. Every latent fear, every worry, every unaddressed bit of trauma over the last three plus years was on that plate. And everyone in my family could taste it. Of course, they were nice enough not to say anything about it. We also all have much more on our minds, too. My mother's former boss had just passed away from COVID. After someone had done a wellness check because he didn't show up for work and they hadn't heard from him in some time. Plus, you know, (laughs) watching a man slowly die on camera. I think it was safe to say that everyone was beyond peak capacity in that moment. And now, now I'm losing my other, my only other outlet. What is happening? And the months that followed were equal parts scary as well as outwardly comforting and successful. And take note of the outward part, right? Because that word is super key. Because as the pandemic drew on and more restaurants closed from not being able to pivot and then don't forget the protest and now you're keeping up with the cost of that pivot and then there's the pause act that has placed a moratorium on some things most of us in the food and hospitality industry had to figure out what the hell we were about to do because everything's closed and fast. And so I started taking the pop-up restaurant concept that I took the past few years to build and I made it mobile. So I crafted wellness teas and candles and I sold them through my company website. And then this helped me open up like a whole new market. It even got my company and me featured in a few magazines during the holidays. Newspapers, on the news, But there was also this still small voice that kept saying, I don't want to do this. Every time I picked up a knife to cook for someone else. Every time I figured out how to craft my business to support the massive shift that the pandemic had caused, you could literally hear the tantrum in the small voice. I don't want to do this anymore. And I ignored it for a while. I've been slowly building a team for my business and I was probably just tired of doing so much of the load alone. I was looking forward to the day when I could delegate the tasks I was doing in their entirety. Marketing, branding, sous chef, porter, recipe developer, event planner, website designer. Just some of the full-time jobs that I was somehow doing all of them. And then again, don't forget, still a full-time mom of a teenager who too was stressed out. What with being a junior and now a completely virtual school setting that had been strung together with say that 10 times fast, wishes and prayers. But also, 
You ever try to parent a moody, brilliantly precocious teenager who was also stressed from a global pandemic that went from weeks to months and was now like slowly approaching the year mark? Y'all get sis was tired. Mine is the R. March 2021, we've officially reached the year mark on the pandemic and they've come up with a vaccine. Heavy on the quotations because it too had been strung together with extra chewing gum and twine and prayers and things. And this is not a criticism of anything to do with the efforts made to bring the country back from the pandemic. No one, least of all me, had ever considered that a year later we would still be living in emergency times. And so, yes, I absolutely get how the vaccine things came to be. I'm just saying, though. But anyway, I started getting business coaching because while the pivot had done wonders for business and while I even had managed to start booking smaller events, including weddings, again, I still found myself in this space where I was doing everything myself and I was getting tired of doing that. So I hired a business coach to help me figure out what I'm doing wrong. And while my coach taught me a lot of a lot on a number of things, her biggest thing was, you know, you know, you already know what you need to do, right? So I hire an assistant. Y'all, y'all. When I could tell you it was like I could see clearly again, all of a sudden I was passing off the admin work. I had an appointment system in place. I had someone to help me schedule like social media. I had someone to help me with marketing, with everything but the cooking. But that was okay. And then we created an HR system for my business and a manual. And then I was able to hire a website developer and a branding and marketing expert and an event planner and an event coordinator. This is perfect. Yo, what a relief. Why am I still hearing I don't want to do this? I have a team now. Granted, most of them were part-timers with the exception of my assistant. But they were amazing. And we were doing all of these amazing weddings and small events. And the pandemic was beginning to abate. And I netted my first six-figure year in my entire life. My little company that could. Why am I still hearing the little voice? The one that's getting a lot bigger by the day. November 22nd, 2021. It's officially Sagittarius season. And your girl is beyond excited. Boop. A lot of women aren't excited about turning 40, but I absolutely was. There's so much power in being on the precipice of learning so much more. But with a head of knowledge of where you've been, it's the perfect balance. And I had heard that you get to say whatever you want and not have to care. That your lack of fucks grow exponentially after 40? Sign me up. Your girl is ready to go. Now, every year around my birthday, I get spiritual divination done to get insight and guidance on the year ahead. For me, my birthday is what starts the new year, not New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. You know, personal holiday and all. And depending on what guidance God and my divine court passes my way usually determines who I go to talk to. It's almost like seeing a medical specialist, right? You got to determine. But anyway, (laughs) 
I went to my good sis who I felt like was the one who was going to give me the tea on the upcoming year and whew, I was not ready for what she hit me with. You need to take a good hard look at why you started your company. It's time for you to move on. Perdóname. No disrespect to the divine, pero I just spent almost 10k on a rebrand and an upgrade in my business. What do you mean? I sat with that all the way up through until my birthday. But also, it's also my birthday, so I'm going to pin all of that for now. December 17, 2021. Your girl turns 40 and... COVID is still, of course, a thing, so people canceled at the last minute and everything did not go according to plan, but your good sis had a time. She danced all night. She ate up she good, good food. She practiced she learned the stallion impression with your knees. I got serenaded beautifully. Really, my birthday weekend was a whole entire vibe. And then five days later, despite mandatory testing and all, some of the guests get COVID. So Christmas is now a bust. December 29th, 2021. I wake up, I start my day. I get ready to have a meeting with a wedding client. Someone yells, I do not want to do this shit. That little voice, not so little anymore. So what happened? Why was my inner person yelling her ass off and begging me to listen? Do you remember when I said that when I go to pray, I always add the caveat, if it is in my highest good. Well, apparently, my business was not that. You see, when I finally sat down and said to my inner child, okay, let's talk, I learned a lot of a lot. I had somehow managed to create an entire business that was all about structure. And I had just created this business and this structure that was just all about me being seen and heard and valued but when I got into food I got into it because I love to create and I wanted to be free to create and somewhere in there I forgot why I started doing it in the first place something that should have been an outlet with an occasional means of making money had become a mad dash to be the best at everything and in its place I no longer had an outlet I would open the fridge and see ingredients for an event. I would go to the supermarket or order all of these amazing items and only feel exhaustion where I'd once felt joy. I worked all of the time to hide from myself. I worked all of the time to hide from feeling the immense loss I'd experienced over the past seven years. The loss of a love and a friend in one person. Friendships that ended illness, pain, death, and more death, being gaslit at a job for over three years, the emotions of a global pandemic when you are a full-on empathic psychic medium and so you feel every single thing. Did I mention death yet? Loss. When did I ever give myself a second to grieve? This is the part that they, and by they I mean God and the divine, don't necessarily explain when you start asking for what's in your best interest. They never explain that in order for you to truly receive what is for you, they have to make room. 
And the way that they make room is by removing what is not for you. The problem is, if you aren't ready, if you've been holding on for dear life to know what no longer works because you think that you can fix it if you work hard at it, you only make it that much harder when it is removed. It ends up becoming devastating instead. So spiritual growth and evolution, not for the faint of heart. And also, don't do what I did and start working on everything all at once. Because that's the other part of it, especially when you're a perfectionist like me. When you get to a space where you've decided that your worth is rooted in your productivity and you try to fix everything all at once because everything has to be perfect, you don't make any room for, well, life and flow and ease. Not everything is meant to be bulldozed. Not everything is meant to happen all at once. There is a big difference between learning consistency and structure and organization and forcing things to happen because you want them to. To push is masculine. To flow is feminine. And I want you to pin that last part because I have an episode coming up really soon on the divine masculine and feminine as promised. And I'm acutely aware that for some of you, you are not going to like what I have to say about it. But as I walk my way to the freedom and the ease that I've desired for so long, I also recognize a few things that I'd love to share. And one of them is about the best way to utilize the energies that naturally exist inside you to your benefit. Imagine that you've spent the last seven years of your life building a career simply to be loved to be seen, to be valued, only to realize that you value freedom and ease much more, only to realize that talking through what you needed to heal through could have saved you half the time. Every day I forgive myself a little more for not listening to what my inner child and my higher self was trying to tell me. Every day I grow a little stronger. Every day I get just a little bit closer to being free. I finally started cooking again a little, but it's just for me. It's like going to couples therapy. My relationship with food and I, we're talking through it day by day. Mi amores, make sure you join the Off the Dome FB group and let me know if any of this resonated with you. I will share the more intimate parts another time. But I thank you for listening to this two-parter. Besos.